Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Just before we go to Mark Spector, uh, we're going to read. Uh, I don't know, Speck, if you heard the last half hour of the show, but Al sent us a text, which is uh, I probably received 25 separate texts from buddies of mine right now directly sent to me on this text. So uh, let it rip, Brendan Escott. What did Al have to say again? Yeah, Bob called you, or he uh, called you a left-wing pundit, said uh, left-wing pundits like yourself suffer from both Trump derangement syndrome and Toronto derangement syndrome, which either way you could acronym into TDS. That surprised me a bit uh, to hear that. Again, Mark, uh, we've discussed this before. I I tend to uh, dislike uh, far left and far right wing politicians with uh, the same amount of disdain. Uh, I never think we hear a left wing pundit, maybe more directed your way uh, than my way, because uh, you know I'm pretty sure you you voted for the NDP in one of the provincial elections a number of years ago. But I, I that's your prerogative. You're allowed to pick and choose who you want to vote for. That's the beauty of the country that we live in. You're allowed to. I signed, I signed up for a hockey show here, pal. Okay. What, what well, I've seen you play, Mark, and you can't like like just so everybody's aware. I was a left shot, but I, I, I man. you could we could even uh, you know I was a left shot, but I did play the right wing. All right, yeah. just is that what he meant? Like a left wing pundit? I don't know. Uh, anyhow, um, and and you know, I, and I tried to circle like Guy Lafleur as well, and I tried to shoot the puck like Guy Lafleur, uh, but unfortunately, that's about where it ended uh, on that front. How you doing, Spec? What's going on? Oh. Any, anything happening? No, nah, doing okay. Listening to James Myrtle and uh, hearing about the Leafs, and it's it's uh, you know it is a funny team. They do have great regular seasons, and they're. You know, I guess all the arrows are up. I mean, I don't know how many points you need in the regular season until those arrows don't matter anymore. They've been a good regular season team for quite some time. But here they are, right, looking for, you know, what was it this year, Bob? More respect in the handshake line than ever before this year. <laughs> so, like, give me a break. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not carving Myrtle. I get it. He's got a hard team to cover because they're good all year and they fall on their face. But at some point, don't you do something about it? Out there? Well, and, and in fairness to James, he did mention it's the Montreal and Columbus. Columbus in the bubble and then Montreal last year. Well, even Montreal is kind of in the bubble as well. It's the two previous years that have sort of, you know, re- I mean, part of, part of me loves sharing the stat on two fronts, Mark. The Leafs have not won a playoff series since Austin Matthews was six. 
I don't mind saying that. And the Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup since you and me were like one and two. Uh, so, you know, we were, we, we're, we're now middle-aged. Uh, but I kind of, I kind of enjoy reading that, you know. But people say, well, whatever, losers, stop. Or the Oilers haven't won in 32 years either. They haven't won in my lifetime. And there's a degree of truth to that. But we don't hear how great Edmonton is every Saturday all season long. So, Well, I mean, that's the issue with Toronto. Is they, with the Toronto media, and the, and I work for Rogers, so I get it. You know, yes. Ever since the day we were born, this isn't a new thing. The Leafs get shoved down our throats, so that's how it works. We have to learn to live with that. I'm Don't count me as a guy that, that revels in the, in the Leafs' failures. I've said many times on this show, Bob, the playoffs are a better place when the Leafs are in a 100%. Hockey's a better place when the Leafs are uh, alive and kicking and doing well. And, and, yeah, some people, fans get joy out of other teams losing. I never take joy. From another team's losses, but I will look at the. Who's other closer? The Leafs or Edmonton? The Le- Edmonton's closer because the Leafs can't win around. Like they've they've lost what is it eight times? They've been, have they made the playoffs seven or eight times in a row? Seven years in a row with Matthews. Yeah, and playoffs every year. So uh, you know what? You can slice and dice it however you want. This year we lost to Tampa, and Tampa went to the Cup. Well, six okay. years in a row. Last year you lost to Montreal. You're up three one, and you blew it. You had a lead on Boston, and you blew it. Everybody beats Columbus, Bob. Everybody beats Columbus. They didn't. Okay, so you can find a new excuse. You know, Tampa. They should have beat Tampa this year. They had that series of control, and they let it get away because they're not good enough. So there's issues in Toronto, and all I see in that general manager is he can build a hell of a regular season team, and he hasn't shown me an iota, Bobby, of evidence that he knows how to build a playoff team that's black and white. Well, He's a good regular season GM, and he doesn't have a clue how to build a playoff winner. I stand corrected. Uh, they've played six. Right, they would have played in 17 against Washington. Yeah, 18, lost to Washington. 18 and 19 against Boston. 20 against Columbus. 21 against Montreal, and 22 against Tampa. So, it, like, they lost to an eventual Stanley Cup champion once, and two teams that lost in the final. Right, so that's saying something, right? Oh, no, Bo- no, they lost sure. to three teams that lost in the Stanley because Boston didn't win. So they lost to Boston in 19 that went to the final. They lost to Montreal in 21 who went to the final and Tampa who went to the final in 21. The Oilers, now here, there's another delineation here uh, for me, Mark, between the two organizations, and that's the star players. Like the Leafs have got four forwards tied up for $40 million, and Austin Matthews is a hell of a player, deservedly so. I don't know how anybody didn't have uh, Austin Matthews or... For me, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, or Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid, should have been one, two on everybody's list. By the way, where did you have? Uh, you I had Matthews been... fifth because, in my eyes, Bob, they have an award for the most goals in the league. It's called the Rocket Richard Trophy. Okay. Right? The most goals is only a small portion of the Hart Trophy voting for this voter, right? We don't all vote the same. But when you look at the people that had more assists, you look at the people that had more points, when you look at the centermen that played more vital roles on their team, when you look at centermen like Leon Dreisaitl, for instance, who killed penalties and played in five-on-three situations and took defensive zone draws all year long very effectively, which Matthews does not do nearly as much of, 
He wasn't as valuable a player all around as those guys. Of course, he's the best goal scorer in the league. And that's why he gets the Rocket Richard. In my eyes, and call me wrong, he is not. Uh, I did not vote for him to win the Hart Trophy. And you know what? You don't get him. You don't. Sometimes that happens, man. I, I do not regret my vote in any way, Bob. Okay. Well, I would have had, just so you know, I would have had McDavid 1 and Matthews 2 and Dreisaitl 3. So, uh, where did you have Leon? I don't think I have. I've got to look this up. I, I'm very sure that Leon did not make my top five. You just gave all the reasons why he would. <laughs> oh, my, the point is. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Mark. Sure. We're having fun. Don't worry no, about it. Uh, it's, I did not have him. I had Goodrow in there. <laughs> I'm just looking it up as we speak. But the point, I mean, my point is this, Bob. I don't think that, that, that um, Austin Matthews was appreciably better than Leon Dreisaitl in this season. Right, yeah. maybe not better at all. So I had Matthews fifth. So that's why uh, okay. Dreisaitl didn't make my awards ballot. Here it is, right here. Let me tell you, I had just for the record, I had McDavid, Goodrow, Huberdeau, Yossi, and Matthews. That was my fifth, my five. Okay. Uh, so there is a difference between the Toronto guys and the Edmonton guys now. Is we've seen the Edmonton guys, the the, the two star players for Edmonton. Literally, and people say, yeah, but they played worse teams. You know, L.A. wasn't that good. And uh, Calgary, well, you know, they weren't as good in the playoffs as they were in the regular season. Um, and I'll be, I'll be honest, I was surprised Edmonton beat Calgary in five games. I was. I thought they'd win in six. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they've had a playoff. Like, even though there would be some guys that would tell you spec a couple years ago against Chicago when Connor had nine points in four games, that was a pretty good showing and was a plus player. And Leon had six points and was a plus player. <clears throat> not everybody thought that that was the case. That's okay. Well, we're not going to revisit that. Well, look, like we've not seen Marner and Ma- Matthews and Marner elevate to the level of what we saw McDavid and Drysaddle do this year in the playoffs. In fact, frankly, I don't know if we've seen anybody elevate to that level statistically offensively over the last 25 to 30 years. It'd be a strong argument to make that we've not seen that. Agree or you disagree? Know, no, for sure. I mean, the stats are there. When, when was the last time that a, that a player, let alone two players, led the playoff scoring and didn't make it to the cup final? I think that was, I believe, 23 years ago. So, you know, sure. That's not, a, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. So, uh, you know... To me, though, Bob, I think we've seen that as as awesome as those two players played in the playoffs, the team gets nowhere without a better team around those two, right? And to me, you know, there's no question McDavid and Drysaddle stole the show this year in, individually, but I'm I'm I look at the Edmonton Oilers as a as an over when I look down at them from forty thousand feet, I'm looking at the overall project here, and I see a much founded team that could win hockey games this year. They even won some when those two guys didn't win it for them. Uh, so to look at Toronto and say Matthews and Marner have to get better, that's not how I look at Toronto, pal. I look at Toronto and say a bunch of other things have to get better if that team's going to win. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and, and one of the... And now they don't have a goalie, by the way. Right? Who, now they don't have a goalie. Who doesn't? Toronto. Yeah. Well, does Edmonton? Nope. They don't. So I would say to you that Evan probably has a little bit more cap space to uh, find their goalie. Well, and I expect the Oilers to create some more cap space at some point, some way, Mark, one way or the other. The Oilers might be bringing in Toronto's goalie. 
I wouldn't. I would not surprise me one bit if Jack Campbell ended up being the Oilers' goalie next year. Really? I'm not predicting it will happen, but I'm telling you, there's every chance it happens. There's not a lot of guys out there, Bobby. Mark, uh, is it harder to win in Toronto and Edmonton? We've not seen a Canadian team win a Stanley Cup in 29 years since the Canadians did it back in 1993. And all it took that year for the Canadians to win it is 10 overtime victories. Like, I mean, they caught, li- <laughs> they caught lightning in the bottle. Now, the Oilers yeah. did lose in seven games in 06, and Calgary lost in 7 and 04. So they came close, those two teams. Vancouver but we, in 11. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver, we were talking about the Canucks yesterday, Spec. Our Stanley Cup years. I'm like, your Stanley Cup years? You no, only had one year where you got out of the second round of the playoffs, man. The two years when they went to Stanley Cup. So like, about, like what are you talking about? Our Stanley Cup? Yeah, I laughed when I heard that. Oh, yeah, 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 I know, Bobby. I know. Don't laugh. It's, it's their pain. Don't laugh at others' pain. <laughs> Yeah, as you're laughing, away, as you're laughing away. No, like, is it is it, is it just simple, Mark? Is it harder to win in Canada? Okay, the the media. Okay, there's there's certain tax advantages in a bunch of U.S. states. We know that that allows mechanisms to occur where teams can create basically a a false amount of cap space because they can get players at a little bit cheaper rate. That's number one. Number two, the media scrutiny and the fan, like, you know what? We have awesome fans at Edmonton. We got incredible fans. They're passionate, but guess what? There's no free passes here. If you stink, the the fans are going to say you stink. They might have. What's that? They should. Right. And then and then in terms of the, like, you know, you're in Toronto, the media coverage on you in Toronto, the media coverage on you, even in a outpost like Edmonton, is significant. You get to hide a bit. It's not the same pressure playing in some of those U.S. markets. Um, so what do you think? Is it harder to win in Canada? And that's the text. I'm going to ask people right now, Texas, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Spec, is it harder to win in Canada? Well, there's a that's a covers a lot of bases. Here's what I want to say on on the other side of your argument. You know, the Canadian teams have, by and large, have the most money, have the biggest income. They're they're among the top earning teams in hockey. Thereby, right? Thereby, they afford the nicest the nicest charter plane. They have the nicest dressing rooms. They have the most support staff. They have the best uh, organizational wealth, right? Assistant coaches, top head coaches, they pay, they have money to pay for all the stuff that helps you to become a better player up here. You know what I'm saying? You're not wanting for anything when you play for the Edmonton Oilers, man. They spend because they earn. So you can go down to Carolina and wait a second, where's our third strength coach? Well, he doesn't exist. We don't have a third strength strength coach, right? You know, little things like that, that, that make it, that prepare you to win in Canada. There's a lot of things. Okay. So there's pressure. Sure. There's pressure being Ryan Getzlaff living down on Huntington beach, beach in um, Anaheim. You know, yeah, you can go to the coffee shop in the morning and a few people recognize you, but not that many. Connor McDavid can't walk into Starbucks and think he's just going to walk in and out unnoticed. That's the price you pay in Canada. You know, the difference up here, Bob, is the fourth line guy, Zach Cassian, gets noticed and known everywhere he goes. Down the States, you could be Zach Cassian and you don't get spotted for month to month. So is it harder? 
I don't know if it's harder. It's different. You know, it's different. I'm not yeah. harder. Well, Mark, we got lots of people that want to jump in and they want to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I'm actually going to give you some of the numbers when we come back, just in terms of what organizations do. I want to read this text from Riley on Hockey. That's his handle. He goes, Bob, Specs criticism, and we're doing this, Mark, because you're on the air, because you know I... I, I That's I, fine. That's right, fine. Right? Like, you're with us. Specs criticism that Dubas is a failure as a GM because he hasn't made it past the first round is as obtuse as when he... When trolls say McTavid is a failure or not one of the greatest players because he hasn't won a Stanley Cup, both in a case of uh, both are a case of plugging ears and ignoring all context. Hate to go to bat for the Maple Leafs, but they played Tampa Bay. We played L.A. Let's get off our high horse. Yeah, that one comes to us. From so talk to me. Talk to me about fourth place Montreal or Columbus or having a huge lead on the Bruins. You know, Montreal was a fourth-place team in the worst division in the NHL last season. You got a 3-1 lead on them and didn't win. Right? How about that? Yeah. And and Columbus the year before. I mean... And Everybody beats Columbus, Bob. That's their motto. Except Tampa Everybody Bay. Everybody beats Columbus. Tampa Bay didn't beat Tampa them. Bay once. Okay, once. But come on, they're Columbus. You can't beat Columbus. What's the excuse that year? Right? There's just a new reason every year, Bob. That's my point. It's It's seven, eight years deep, whatever it is. Uh, it's not just a one-off against Tampa, pal. It's a it's a seven, eight years of losing in the first round every year. All right. When we come back, we're actually going to bring you some numbers. If I can, oh, I got to pull uh, the email up. How do I do that? Mm, I'm not very good at that stuff. Uh, I'm going to have to resend it. It is 122 at Edmonton. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. You're listening to Oilers now. From a source which I'm not going to mention at this time. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses, Horse Racing Alberta. Brendan and I, Scott, also with you. It's 124 at Edmonton. Uh, we talked about the size of staff and staffing in NHL organizations. The Maple Leafs have 74 uh, hockey staff listed, 17 amateur scouts. They have six pro scouts. They have nine people in development and 10 people in analytics. Technically, with two general managers and a 16-person hockey ops group, uh, which doesn't include those specific individuals. To put things in context, Edmonton also has two assistant GMs like Toronto. Tampa Bay, by the way, has the most with three. Uh, The Oilers... uh, currently have four scouts there's some contracts that are up this year shortly the Oilers have nine amateur scouts again Toronto was six and 17 in those two categories remember I made, I mentioned the Maple Leafs have 10 people in analytics the Oilers had two um, and currently the Oilers don't have anybody in development and the Maple Leafs had nine people in development spec there's uh that, that's now that, that's those are some interesting numbers I don't know what Kyle Dubas is making. I'm going to guess he's not making $5 million a year. Well, whatever. I don't know what he's making, Bob. But those, that, that is, I mean, Toronto's at the high end. Um, just for you know what's in giggles, why don't I do Arizona? Uh, Arizona has one assistant general. Arizona's got 49 people in hockey operations. Interesting. they got 13 amateur scouts. So uh, some high numbers there. Yeah, so I mean, the point is the Canadian club, there's no cap on what you spend off the ice. And, and no cap on R&D, Spec. 
Right, and because the Canadian clubs are now, you know, maybe not Ottawa, maybe not Winnipeg, but certainly Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Toronto, Montreal, are all in the top 10 revenue-earning franchises in the National Hockey League, give or take. Maybe Calgary's 11th, I'm not sure, but you know what I'm saying. They're all right up in the top third of the league. Uh, They all spend more on all the comforts and all the R&D and all the things that make it a good organization to play for, Bob. Ten people in analytics in Toronto. That's a hell of a lot of people. Um, they, they must what be. What did I tell you, right? Well, I mean, are you better off having two or three really good guys, or you know, a bunch of sixty, seventy thousand dollar guys? Because I would think I that a higher end analytics person in the NHL these days is making at least two hundred thousand dollars, possibly right. three hundred thousand in some cases. Um, no, it's 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 interesting stuff. I mean, just in terms of the makeup of respective organizations, and and again, it, it you got to factor in the dollar amounts that some of the higher executives are being paid. Oh, Is, right? Kidding me? Of course. The Edmonton Oilers had the highest paid general manager of the National Hockey League, or at least they did when Ken Holland signed. Yeah, five million uh, bucks Todd, a year. Yeah, Todd McCollum when he signed here was making more money, I believe, than Dave Tippett was, but nonetheless, high, high, high in the spectrum, and. And that's because they can afford it. That's the deal. So, look, I get it. Canada hasn't won a cup since 93, and we can all dig around for reasons. And I'm sure there's some actual reasons when it comes to, you know, why is this happening? But, you know, when people start saying, oh, it's the media pressure, really? You really think that the media pressure is that much? Are there lots of players leaving Edmonton because of the media? Everyone accuses us of, what do they say, Bob? You're running that guy out of town. Well, really? Mark, you have you, you and Ryan Rashog. guys out of town here. Like you and who, you, Ryan Rashog, and, and Jim Atheson, have you not all run guys out of town? <laughs> like who? The only guy that I know that really ran guys out of town was Wayne Overland. He wow. ran guys off the Edmonton Eskimos. He did. Um, he did. Back 45 years. Sure, okay. Guilty wow. as charged for Wayne Overland. I don't even know if he's still with us. But yeah, he who, who we ran out of town? Give me a break. That's a that's yes. He played still an Oiler. He left. By the way, he wanted to leave. He asked to get out of town. Right? Yeah. Jesse Pulley on the record said, "I got to get out of here. I have to leave." Then he came back. So how we've been doing running that guy out of town? You know, yeah. not real well because that's not <laughs> what's happening. Give me a break. Uh, all right. It is 128 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and more coming up with Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.